Hello, and welcome to The Sonic Shuffle, the holistic and randomly determined uh, Sonic lore podcast. I'm Dan, your teacher. I'm Morgan, the student. And this week we've rolled a special one. We are going to cover the Sonic Bible. It is a... It was an early document meant to establish Western canon, since they didn't really have anything yet. There are a couple drafts. I'm going to be going off the main one. The There are two other drafts that are more just general information. But I want to tell... I'm specifically telling the part that is called the Sonic Story. How is this... So this... it. Is this connected to the games at all anymore? Because I know this is like the miscellaneous section. So there is very little connection to the games. Okay. There is a connection to, I would say, the UK comic. Like a bunch of the stuff that was established in this ended up getting used. Not all of it. In fact, when we start on the UK comics, we're going to have to start on Stay Sonic, which is the actual origin story the comics provided. But this is going to be a fun one. So I'm going to start reading it now and just interrupt whenever you like it because uh, it's going to be quite a story. Don't... um. If you Google uh, Sonic Bible, the first picture is Sonic, like, bleeding on a cross. So, just a warning (laughs) for anyone. I'm glad when I searched it, I specifically preceded it with the. But, yeah, actually, that is something to just A minor thing to discuss, which is that there is sort of, like, a history of Sonic being popular with, like, Christian kids because it's like the only cool thing that they can that their parents would let them get away with. All right. Sonic story. Sonny Hedgehog was born on Earth in the early 21st century in the town of Hardly, Nebraska. Population <laughs> 1226. Wait. I know I'm already stopping you, but wait. He's from Alaska. Nebraska. Wait. Oh, Nebraska. Wait, that's even weirder. Wait, Nebraska. Why? What? Okay. No, keep going. I just... just want to take that in. He and his mother and five sisters live underneath a scraggly hedge beside the local burger joint and subsist on burger scrubs, milkshakes, and the occasional slugger bug that crawls their way. Chili dogs. They are a poor but happy family. Unfortunately, Sonny's dad died when Sonny was just a few days old after falling into a gurgling, festering vat of toxic waste dumped in a nearby pond. Wait, okay, did you say Sonny? Yeah, Sonny, spelt S-O-N-N-Y. Maybe I should be reading it as Sonny? I don't know. Is that Sonic's name? In this story, I guess it is. There are other things that try to establish Sonic's quote-unquote real name, but, hmm, I guess this would be the first one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, wow, This we're one paragraph in, and I'm already like, okay... That was the first paragraph of the Sonic the Hedgehog Bible. Ah. Mama Hedgehog does her best to keep Dad's memory alive, however, regaling the kids with stories of his goodness, resourcefulness, and great agility. He was the fastest hedge runner this town had ever seen, she exclaimed as her family enjoyed tea and mealworms in front of a roasting fire. I hope you will all take after him, she said wistfully as she cast a loving eye on Sonny. Sonny looked up at the framed photo of his father, which stood proudly on the mantel. The firelight cast strange yet comforting shadows on the earthen walls and ceilings of the burrow. All at once, the face in the picture seemed to snuffle and wink. Oh. (laughs) Hedgerunner. It feels very... It's 
it's a very late 20th century children's dark fantasy feel. A very uh I'm gonna be like honest with you and the listeners. Um as much as I like love Unraveled, I have not seen this episode of it. I have not seen the Sonic Bible episode. So I like <laughs> I'm coming in completely cold. Yeah. Oh shit, I forgot to set the timer. Uh well I'll just I'll make it uh, 28 minutes. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Uh So, where was I? Found it. Okay. Did you see that, Mom? Dad winked at me. He's counting on me to be somebody great. Did you see, Mom? Did you see? Said Sonny, (laughs) jumping up and down excitedly. Shh, honey. I'm sure wherever he is in Hedge Heaven, your father is looking down on all of us and sends us his love. (laughs) Hedge Heaven. Oh, no. She gathered the dinner plates and smiled gently at her son. Never had terribly good eyesight, she thought to herself. And yet, there was something special about her son. Something she couldn't quite put her paw on. What if Sonic had glasses? I do like the idea of Sonic with glasses. But he has to wear contacts, because otherwise they'd fly off his face. Mm. Or he has to wear like uh, goggle glasses. Yeah. He would look like a huge nerd. I, I now I'm just thinking of him with like goggles over his forehead, like a like a late '90s anime protagonist. Very Digimon protagonist, yeah. I mean, he is a '90s protagonist, is the thing. <laughs> he is a '90s anime protagonist, but a hedgehog. Guess so. There was something special about Sonny. Many something specials, as a matter of fact. During the first summer of his life, Sonny grew handsome and clever, with thick, bushy-brown quills, a headstrong personality, and a rambunctious sense of humor. He's not blue? (laughs) Oh, we'll get to why he's blue. I know this one. His favorite trick was to frequent the local bowling alley and curl up in the ball return, awaiting the grasp of an unsuspecting bowler. The bowler would shriek. That's so fucking rude. Must be that darned hedgehog again, the bowler would yell, and the whole team would crack up at the practical joke. And sometimes, Sonny would change his tactic. He would curl up ever so tightly and stay perfectly still as the bowler tossed him down the alley. At the last moment, right before he hit the head pin, Sonny would uncurl and scamper away, routing the bowler's perfect score. (laughs) Although, (laughs) Although he loved playing practical jokes on people, Sonny also loved people. While making the rounds for juicy tidbits and gossip, he would drop in on the ladies at the local clothing circle to offer a convenient pin or needle from his ample, portable supply. Wait, I just... He's just chilling with the old grandma. What? This is a cartoon. I mean, Sonic's a cartoon, but this is a cartoon. Just in, like, story form. Feels... This feels very whimsical in a very in a way that I don't normally expect out of Sonic. Yeah. Usually the whimsy is like just the random bullshit happening. Yeah. He spent the summer frolicking in the town park with other children, donating quills so they could scribble designs in the sandbox. In time he noticed that his playmates drew the same pattern over and over again while pointing at him. Sonny! This is in all caps. Okay. In this fashion, over a few weeks, Sonny learned to read and write. He was some hedgehog. Wow. He's... Okay. Wait, are the people... Are the ones he's, like, playing with, are they, like, humans, but he's, like, a hedgehog? Like, Uh, this is very unclear. Like, his family's hedgehogs, but... I genuinely have no idea. Like... It sounds, the way they describe it, sounds like they might be humans, but they could just be other anthros. They have not said. Just non-quilled anthros. Interesting. But more important, 
than anything else he did, Sonny ran the hedges. Every night, while everyone else slept, Sonny sprinted from one end to the other of the long hedge outside the burger joint. Sometimes he ran so fast that the world rushed by in a blur. He loved the feeling. He's already a hedgehog. He doesn't need hedges to be a hedgehog. I I genuinely don't know what... I, I just assume they're called hedgehogs because they have a big thing of quills. Me too! They just have like a hedge of quills on their body. He loved the feeling. Pure exhilaration. A feeling like a dream that he could fly up from the ground and do great things. One day, his dream began to come true. After downing a particularly big, greasy, late dinner, the coach of Hardly's track team stepped out the door of the burger joint and started walking toward his car. When he glanced towards the hedge, he could scarcely believe his eyes, and wondered if he hadn't consumed one of the whopping beef clopper too many. What? This is such an unnecessary detail. A blue streak darted in and out of a long hedge row, streaking from one end to another. The coach drew out his stopwatch and tried to clock the object. Impossible, he muttered to himself. He's too fast to clock. This creature was the fastest runner he had ever seen. He's over 9,000! In no time at all, Sonny was on the team, competing in local, then regional track tournaments. As the summer days lengthened, so did the line of trophies. Sonny brought back home to line the borough. The whole town was proud of him. The coach began talking about Sonny as an Olympic hopeful, and then nature, his mother, called. Sonny, I know you want to be a great runner, but will you please, will, will you be some, ah. let me try that again. Sonny, I know you want to be a great runner, and you will be someday, but first you need to rest a bit. Don't you feel the chill in the air? It's nearly fall. Soon it will be time to... I should give Sonic a voice. Hibernate, Ma? <laughs> Gee whiz. I have it open. Let me just try to think of a good one. Hibernate, Mom. Gee whiz. I don't have time to hibernate. I Can't I keep practicing all winter? He pleaded. But Mom was adamant. Concerned that practice all year round during his first year of life would permanently stunt Sonny's growth. <laughs> Wait, he's one year old? He's one! That's why I started cracking up. He's literally one, and he knows how to, like, read and write and talk and run. You have a hedgehog lifespan? Oh my god! <laughs> Sonic's gonna fucking die, dude. Oh, man. He prepared the burrow for the long winter, lining Sonny's chamber with soft dry leaves and pine needles. The coach in Olympic stardom would have to wait until spring. All over town, the mercury shrank lower and lower, hunching down into a thick <laughs> finger of silver. The mercury? Do they... do they mine for mercury? What's going on? Farmers... <laughs> no. Oh! Oh, I get it now. Mercury as in the thermometer. Okay. Oh my god, I thought the same thing. I was like, are they getting metal? What's going on? Okay. Yeah. So it's a, it's a cold winter. Farmers put up their corns and oats. Families canned summer produce. And the hedgehog family withdrew from the light of day, safely ensconced in the burrow. Sonny read a comic book and listened to the rattle of brittle hedges, hedge branches whipped about by the wind. He felt fat and content from a meal of candied apples that the townspeople had generously invited him to take home from their Halloween party. He chuckled as he remembered, carrying back an entire bushel on his back, nearly skewered on his quills. Then, suddenly, he had an idea. There's really no reason why I have to stay here sleeping all winter. I can just tunnel over a few feet and pop up on the far edge of the hedge. Mom will never miss me, he thought. Please, at the stroke of cleverness. I will die in the winter. <laughs> and so he began to tunnel. He tunneled five, then ten minutes, all the while thinking of the great track contest he would win in spring. As he counted his victories, his digging became more and more enthusiastic, and he grew more and more tired. Just a short nap, he thought, and then I'll tunnel upwards. 
So he curled up for a brief snooze. One hour passed, then one day. Succumbing to natural instinct, Sunny drifted deep into hibernation, beyond Alpha, beyond Beta, beyond even Delta waves. He felt peaceful and secure. The quiet was wonderful, but like most peaceful times in the 21st century, it didn't last long. Damn. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> clunk, clunk. <laughs> the earth above him shook. The ground grew warm and then hot. Sunny awaked, drenched in, shret, in sweat and shaking, but not from fear. Everything around him was shaking. He looked up at the ceiling of his small cave and saw the earth churning. Zow! Time to clear out of here, he thought. <laughs> Zowie! <laughs> Zowie mama! Digging furiously to escape whatever it was that was plunging toward him. Quick, 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 he panted. I must survive! And then he felt something. A rusty pipe, just large enough to squeeze through. He scrambled through the pipe, his toes clattering on the metal. After what seemed innumerable twists and turns, he saw the proverbial light at the end of the tunnel. Relieved, he ran toward it and tumbled head over heels out of the pipe and into the immense room. <laughs> okay, I know what's going to happen next, so I, I'll try to find a good voice for this. And keep in mind, I'm, I'm going to do a slightly different voice than you would expect. <clears throat> Well, well, look what we have here. Yuri, Yuris, Erinaceus Europius. A trim, kindly, mustachioed man bent over Sonny. Sonny had been called many things in his life, but never something so strange as this. Are you all right? The man asked. Wait a minute, silly of me. Let me aim the lingua scramblerum at you and see what you've got to say. Sonny was too dazed to protest as the man wheeled over an odd-looking contraption that looked that was somehow shaped like all the letters in the alphabet notched up together. He pointed it at Sonny. <laughs> That's a hell of a mental image. My name's not Asius, it's Sonny! And what's happening out there underground? Sonny heard himself squeak in an accusing tone of voice. He had never spoken human before. Oh, that! So sorry it disturbed you! That's my Cogwinder retractable practulate cover. I'm using it to dig for emblems. I still have no idea how he, like, who he was talking to before. That, like, I think this is Eggman, but like, the the people he was writing with, they couldn't have been human then, because he was communicating with them, or at least could read. I don't know. This is some fucking. Okay. I, I really don't know. It's <laughs> this is so, so weird. I'm using it to dig for emeralds. Found six. Looking for the seven. Then my work will be done, the man explained, smiling and speaking very quickly. He seemed to have a lot on his mind and few words to waste. He had already returned to an enormous control panel at the far end of the room, where red and green lights danced and ribbons of paper spewed from a printer. Sonny was too amazed to say anything more. It was obvious this man was some sort of genius, or totally wacko, or perhaps both. Sonny trotted across the gleaming floor of the lab, marveling at the dazzling array of contraptions lined up along the walls, atop counters, and piled high on shelves. What are you doing with all this stuff? Who are you? Sonny demanded, stamping his foot with impatience. The magnificence of the lab had not put a damper on his boldness. Curiosity! How I love curiosity. <laughs> you have the makings of a top-notch scientist, if only you can curious hold on to curious. Hold on to its admirable quality, the man proclaimed, now giving his full attention to Sonny. My name, see here it is. He pointed to the tag on his lapel of his starchy white lab coat. Is Dr. Obi Kintobor, but you can call me Dr. K. Uh... I'm just completely wrong. I I don't know who this person is. <laughs> uh, do you know what Kinterbor spelled backwards is? It is ro. Mm. It is robotic, but like I don't know. I didn't know that until I looked at it just now. I would not have known that just from like hearing Kintobor or whatever. 
and my mission, my little friend, is to save the planet from destruction. And for now, that is all you need to know. Unless, of course, you can help me find the Grey Emerald. Gay Emerald. <laughs> I mean, of course. The Grey Emerald. Six other emeralds. Saving the planet. During the long months of winter, and with a diligence that nearly matched the intensity of Kintabor's experiments, Sunny drew out some of the stories behind these seemingly disparate topics. Kintabor, Sunny learned, was a brilliant neutral biologist and former team leader of the government's controversial Nouvelle Ocean research. Uh, the goal of the research was to somehow reverse the effects of the accumulated centuries of pollution and restore Earth to its natural, pristine state. Oh, he's eco-fash. I'm just kidding. I think he might just be plain old eco. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm just being an asshole. The Nuvolution team of biologists, physicists, botanists, and astronomers worked assiduously toward this goal for 15 years. Then, on the verge of a breakthrough concerning the structure and the behavior of free radical subatomic particles, funding the work for the work was cut. With their project doomed to oblivion, the scientists scattered. Many team members took lucrative positions in private industry. Others went mad with frustration. But Kintabor abhorred such resignation to one's fate. Instead of bailing out, he sabotaged the government security system and moved the lab, <laughs> lock, stock, and barrel, to a former radioactive dumping site in northern Nebraska, several miles away from Hardly. Hmm. Deeply troubling. Wait. He just did it, you know? He just fucking sabotaged the government, just like the whole government's security system, and hasn't gotten caught for it. I'm most I'm more concerned about the fact that he's hanging out in a Florida a formula an a radioactive dumping site. <laughs> a former yeah. Yeah, I mean you know, if it is Robotnik, I mean, maybe that's... He figured he had selected the perfect site. What better to test his, his solution than... Or, sorry. What better to test his solution than underneath the nation's most notorious, top-secret, toxic wasteland? Teenage Wasteland! <laughs> oh my god. His rats are, are just off the charts. All things natural, all creatures left untouched and uncontrolled by humans. This summed up Kintabur's concept of the beautiful and the sublime. And as an extension of this passionate philosophy, besides working to save the planet, Kintabur had another goal. To rescue any poisoned or struggling animal he managed to find in the course of his excavations. Dozens of bunnies, squirrels, ducks, and even baby piglets were among the regular group of guests residing in lab. All were welcome to spend time gaining strength, resting, and eating Kintabor's excellent cooking. When fully recovered, they were encouraged to return to the wild. During this particularly severe winter, the, the animals were only too happy to remain in his lab until spring, a fact that was very good news for Sonny. Day after day, he delighted in making friends and playing games with the other animals, and even teaching several to read and write. When Kintabor noticed Sonny's academic skills, a light flashed on him above his head. Sunny, he said, vacation's over. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. Henceforth and forthwith, I'm making you my assistant. That is, if you accept, of course, he added. Sunny was thrilled at the prospect, because although Sunny had never known his father, Kintabor reminded him of the kind face in the photograph. Hmm. So he was Robotnik's assistant, and then one of them betrayed the other one. Very tragic. Days flew by, with Sonny by Dr. K's side almost constantly. Sonny learned computer science from building small, portable computers. What? This is not something you know. Sonic's just a fucking giant computer nerd. Sonic. I, 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 am in, I am enthralled by the mental image of Sonic spending time coding. Oh my god. He's Program just like, learn to code! <laughs> he didn't Sonic, learn to code! 
to programming the mainframe. He learned about physics, the old laws, as well as a few new theories set forth by Dr. K. His curiosity was boundless and led oh. him into every part of Kintabor's lab as he documented the search, the results of each experiment. As the lab was vast, Sonny soon took to running at top speed to perform all his duties. How odd, he thought, to find himself gradually replacing dreams of Olympic glory with a dedication to science and helping the other animals. Still, he knew he'd never be a nerd like Dr. K. So partly, <laughs> so partly for relaxation and partly for Dr. K's amusement, he logged in several hours a day on the supersonic treadmill that Dr. Kintobor had built for him. He's a nerd and a goth, a nerd and a jock at the same time. This is impossible. <laughs> He's like, I'm not a nerd. I'm a jock. How dare you? I mean, you you know. The ultimate synthesis. Slowly, Sonny built his speed to 200, 400, then 761 miles per hour, the speed of sound. Then, impossibly, he crossed all known limits of acceleration and began running at the speed of light. Alarmed, Kintobor tried to slow the treadmill. Although he managed to gain control of the machine and bring his friend's velocity down slowly, a change had come over Sonny. <laughs> He's blue, isn't he? Yep, yep. Instead of his unexceptional grayish-brown color, most of his body had turned cobalt blue. And his quill stood straight back in a stiff mohawk. <laughs> He's so cool, dude. <laughs> My word! exclaimed Kintabor, who, who struggled to comprehend what had just happened. I think you've gone blue from the advanced non-concussive cobalt effect. What? He said, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> he said, helping Sunny from the treadmill. I just want to unpack this for a second because I think if if that means what I think it means, that means if you go fast enough, you turn blue. That's incredible. Damn. Humans humans just gotta run fast enough in order to become the blue man group, but, like, for real. 186,000 miles per second. You're so fast, we should call you Sonic. Super Sonic, even. <laughs> How do you like that? Stop. He <laughs> Stop. <laughs> he cried, <laughs> dancing around the lab like a demented pixie. Oh. Yeah, I like that, answered Sonny. From now on, my name is Sonic. Now watch how fast I can help you get your work done. Sonic the Chronic. <laughs> Sonny did speed up the pace and success of Kintobur's experiments. But with all his mental and physical agility, he was unable to find the Grey Emerald, let alone understand why Kintobor was so frantic over it. What's the point to finding another emerald when we've already got six perfectly good ones, he wondered to himself. That very same day, he stumbled upon the answer. Running through a part of the lab that was still a bit unfamiliar, he tripped over a thick mass of wires. That's strange, he thought. Dr. K is always so tidy with his equipment. He followed the cords and cables to a small room he hadn't ever been in before. There, in the center of the room, stood a large machine comprised nearly totally of slender gold rings. Oh my god. The rings. Oh my god. I, I'm really glad. The gold surfaces oh looked as though they had been crafted and polished with great care. Ah, I see you found the reverse quantum bioformulator. Excellent, said Dr. K, who had hurried over to Sonic's side. Why didn't you tell me about this thing? And what do you use it for? asked Sonic. He felt a bit hurt that Dr. K had kept a machine a secret from him and faint, fairly bristled with impatience. Did you ever ask about it? Dr. K countered. No, but now you are. So now you'll have the answer. It's a long story. So let's have a bit of lunch, he suggested, pulling a few hard-boiled eggs and muffins from a lunch bag he had stuffed in his pocket. I'm... Oh, just all the details. There's just, like, a lot of, like, let's describe the food. Okay, why? I don't know why they described the muffins. The eggs... I I'm just deeply concerned by, by Kintivore having pocket eggs. That's That's cannibalism, babe. 
<laughs> like that's pussy babe okay sorry it's cool uh i'm just thinking about like there was some post about some guy keeping salami in his pockets or <laughs> what the fuck? they pulled up chairs around the reverse quantum bioformulator and began to eat as usual sonic gulped down his meal in a flash he was an old pro at fast food kentabora set a half-eaten egg on the counter near the machine and pulled a heavy iron key from his lab coat pocket. He walked over to a tall, lead-encased cabinet in the corner of the room, unlocked its door, and drew out a black velvet bag. These are the emeralds I told you about, Sonic, he said, carefully placing each on the black velvet. They were truly incredible. Deep, brilliant covers, colors with perfect Tiffany-cut shapes. Each must have weighed nearly a pound. They're perfect. Cut them myself, Kintobor boasted. They contain a microlytic copy of all the inert energy of every gross and disgusting impulse or deed done by humans since the beginning of time. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> These emeralds are evil emeralds. These emeralds will... Uh... You know, fucking weigh your sins. Fucking! These are the fucking Pandora's box emeralds. They're, they're fucking. I I just can't get over this. This this is Argent Energy or some shit. Uh, Sonic gulped. You mean they're evil? Yes, evil and highly unstable. Pure chaotic energy. Kintobor sighed. <laughs> Chaos emeralds. I transmorphed the chaos of the world into the emeralds using the RQBF. Now the only thing remaining to do is to stabilize them with the gray emerald. Until we find the gray emerald, we're treading on very thin ice. If the emeralds are disturbed, in theory, they will double the amount of evil in the world. Stabilized, they will rid the world of evil and pollution. That said, I plan to launch them into space where they can harm no one. He said. Sonic's eyes grew wide. So this is why Kinterbar was always in a rush. He was holding the fate of the world in his hands, reflected in the sparkling surfaces of the six emeralds. Dr. K noticed the expression on Sonic's face. Uh, let me just see how much it's left because we're almost out of time. You know what? I'll finish this because there's like... There's only like two pages left. Yeah. Don't worry, he said. There aren't many forces that will push these beauties over the edge. The only problem I know of, I guard against by keeping them in this lead cabinet. The problem is, of course... He didn't have to finish the sentence. Radi- Radiation! Screamed Sonic, staring up at the computer screen on the wall. The next few moments brought unspeakable panic and confusion. The monitor glowed red with a display of the impending wave of radiation that had somehow penetrated the Earth's surface and was heading straight for the lab. What? <laughs> I don't Where know. Where did this come from? I don't know. It, the, I mean, be... I guess the sun radiating. What? Why? So I guess it was coming from space? No, but I thought they were in a radiation plant. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't get it. It's not like radiation is lightning. Kintobur scrambled to stuff the emeralds back in the bag. Sonic raced to the lead cabinet and flung open its doors, but in doing so, jostled the RQBF. Kintobur lunged for the cabinet, lost his balance, and spilled on the light purse on- and spilled- Ah, sorry. Misread that. And spilled the emeralds onto the floor. The RQBF turned on, and cast a weird, sickly beam of light, first on Dr. K, then on the emeralds, then on the half-eaten egg on the countertop! Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Onik took shelter in the cabinet and reached for Kindabor's arm to drag him inside. Then everything stopped. There was oh no explosion. No shattered bits of glass or twisted metal. Just silence. He Sonic literally awakened. becomes an egg. Sonic awakened in the pitch black of the lead cabinet. 
Dr. Kinterbor was not inside with him. Sonic struggled to open the door and peeped out cautiously, and perhaps the only cautious act of his life. There lay Kinterbor, sprawled across the, across the floor of the lab. But now he looked different. Hideous. Quite round, with no muscle tone. His lab coat now stretched tight across his enormous girth. His arms were spread wide, distended by the buckets of flesh and covering his frame. But the most alarming transformation was not in his physical person. It was a small, significant detail that Sonic had now mostly taken for granted. The name on Kintobor's lapel pin was different. Sonic stared at it in shock. Dr. Ivo Robotnik was his dear friend's new name. It fucking changed. Okay, it changed his name pin, but didn't change his lab coat. Like, come on now. Yeah. Come on now. This also, feels- like, I was, I was literally picturing just like a happy version of Robotnik already. I thought he was just some round guy. And, but no, he's a fucking egg. So fuck, this feels a little fatphobic and also just an egg. Moments passed. It's difficult to say how long Sonic stood staring down at his friend. He realized he had to try to rescue his animal bunny buddies and leave the lab in a hurry. If what he thought had happened had really happened, Kintipur had absorbed the evil of the Chaos Emeralds as well as the disgusting shape of the hard-boiled egg. He's not that disgusting! Yeah, I... I, (laughs) This is bad. He would awaken as the vilest, most evil personality on the face of the Earth, set to strike out at anything in path. Kentivore, or shall we say, Robotnik stirred. What Robotnik voice should I use? What are you gawking at, you ugly thing? Stand still so I can rip your quills out and turn you into an armadillo bot! Robotnik growled. He just comes out already being like, Robot time, baby! Sonic jumped back and rushed out of the room to the main lab. Scampering at the speed of light, he had just enough time to grab a PC and race towards his friend's quarters. But by remote control, Robotnik had already sealed the door to the animal habitat. Sonic bolted out the back door to the lab, then remembered the RQBF. He ran back to grab as many golden rings as he could. Stop it. Then Sonic scampered away at the speed of light, Robotnik's curses echoing behind him. Hang on, I just saw my mom. She started to climb downstairs. Let me just check with her. No, I was reading a thing. (laughs) Okay, so my mom thought I was like actually yelling at you. Oh, well, I mean, I was yelling to be fair, but I was just reacting. I was just overreacting because I didn't know how else to respond. Like, I feel like you could cut out me just saying shit, and like, this could just be a fucking, like, uh, audiobook of you doing this, but I was just like, I don't know how to respond other than by yelling. It's fine. You didn't, she didn't hear you. I was wearing headphones. Gotcha. Uh, I just was being very loud. Gotcha. Uh, all right. I'll just reread the last line because I don't think I finished. I don't remember if I finished it or not. He ran back to grab as many golden rings as he could. Then Sonic scampered away at the speed of light. Robotnik's curses echoing behind him. And that's, and that's, how, the f- <laughs> and that's how the first game starts. I fucking love this. Oh this my is- god. Some shit. Can't believe <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog is from Nebraska. Some little touted Nebraska. And he's blue because he ran too fast. You know, like the normal thing that happens when you go fast. Yeah. So I'm just going to note like some stuff about how this has been used in the. Th- in the time sense. So like the UK comic 
eventually this story was sort of adapted into a comic that was like sent across promotional stuff in the 90s, like various kids magazines and stuff. It was like a little promotional comic. It wasn't the full thing, but it was, but it was like mostly the last parts of the story. Everything after Kintobor shows up. I thought this was going to be a comic, but no, it's like a whole ass, like little short story there. And I'm just like, what happened to his family? It just doesn't matter. I, I am concerned about Sonic's family that he abandoned. Also, he's just like, you know, what about this, like, this fucking coach that came out of nowhere? What the fuck? Like, I'm, oh, yeah, you first. No, I, I don't have anything really to say other than, like, it, it just, like, is like, okay, well, this game that. This was written in, like, the 90s, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah, first of all, it takes place in the 21st century, so that's interesting. It's just like, let's put it a little bit into the future. Um, I didn't even register that at first, since I'm like, that's what we're in now. And then I'm like, wait, no, this was made, like, at least, like, you know, 20 to 30 years ago. So I'm just like, okay, well, there's that. And then it's also take like it's like oh Riggs, let's bring the rings in. Let's bring in why he is round. Let's bring in um why he's blue or why Sonic's blue. Let's bring in why he runs fast. You know, you know they didn't you know do what I thought they were gonna do and like have him like go into radioactive shit and like I don't know get fast kind of like you know, Spider-Man style or whatever. Like, that's what I thought was going to happen since they were like, his dad is radioactive. Or, well, he died to radiation. And then it was like, oh, well, we could save Sonic before he dies, but he turned blue. But no, that's not what happened at all. It's because he ran fast. Yeah, the other thing that takes inspiration from this off the top of my head is like the UK Sonic comics, which like I said, use the same basic short story. Everything after, everything, like, once Kintamore shows up onward, no, nothing has ever brought up the fact that Sonic grew up in Nebraska. Yeah. No one talks about that. The only thing that even comes close is the Sonic movie, which I watched, like, a night or two ago, and Sonic, like, is, like, growing up as basically a Pacific Northwest cryptid, or not a crypt, not Pacific <laughs> Northwest. Uh, oh, where was it? I, I don't remember. It was some Sonic's a cryptid. Yeah, we'll get to that someday. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's probably what we're going to end the miscellaneous category with. Yes. Let's see. Should I? I think I should answer questions, then I should roll. So. Yes. We got uh, two questions spread out across everything. Uh, the first run was... Wait, hang on. I need to grab my phone so I can pull these up. Uh, wait, hang on. No, I don't need to. Just give me a minute. Uh, I'm going to dig these up. Got one question on Twitter and one question on Discord. Join our Discord. Yeah. It's linked in the every episode description. Uh, if for some reason it's not working because we seem to have some issues with getting it to work, just DM me and I'll send you a fresh link. Hell yeah. So, from Caramel Donson Dancer at James Mason 108, uh, so does Sonic, the Sonic Bible different from the current rules Sega has about Sonic, or is it more recent? Oh, it's older. Yeah, it's definitely a very old document. And also, I, I'm i not sure if she means the... If she specifically means, like, the mandates. Because Sega has some... Does a lot of stuff with mandates. But... Yeah, like, you, you talked about how he, like, they can't show his family, really. So I assume this is, you know, this... 
is before that. He has like five siblings or whatever. He's got a fucking mom on screen with a name. Her name is Nature. <laughs> like, I don't know. I wonder if they're all named after like things in nature because he's like the sun. Well, it's not spelled sunny, it's spelled sunny. It's still pronounced sunny though. But I don't know. It just seems like a fucking way to easily make it into Sonic. Our other question from uh, Gosh Darn Rabbit on Twitter. Were Adam and Eve hedgehogs? Hmm. Yes, next question. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's not Adam and Eve. It's Adam and Steve. And they're my hedgehog sonas. What are they even called? Sonic OCs, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, I... Hmm. I'm sure we'll eventually get to some creation myths over time. But... Oh, God. I... I just... I can't remember, but I know... I feel like there's gotta be some creation myths in... Across Sonic's history. Like, I know... Oh man, don't tell the the Christian moms that don't want their kids to read play cool things, but let them play Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Unless it's the Judeo Christian God. And you know the Christian moms are gonna emphasize that. So let me Yeah, those are our questions. So I guess I'm gonna roll now. Uh, uh send more questions. At Shuffle Sonic on Twitter, or yeah, you or can our Discord, or you can uh, email us a long form question at uh, at this time. I actually have it prepared at Sonic Shufflecast yeah. at Gmail. Let's let's get ready to roll. Let's get ready to rumble. That's a seven. That is... Oh, no. Number seven is Sonic Underground. (laughs) I guess I'm going to have to start researching Sonic Underground this coming week. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Wow, we're just doing, like, all this stuff that I have, like, no basis for. Like, if it was the cartoons, I'm like, yeah, I recognize them. But I'm just like, Sonic Underground, I don't know shit about. Sounds like you're gonna become the student also. I, the only episode I vivid, I distinctly know of Sonic Underground is the one that was kind of a meme a few years back about the episode where they have a baby and, well, not have a baby, they find a baby. The episode where there's a baby because there, there's a rather infamous gift set of like of like the where the baby turns out to be a robot and it gets thrown, it falls to from, the, from like the sky and it breaks apart. It's fucking weird. What? That that also just reminds me of that like uh monkeys grieving the robotic monkey that was spying on them. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. So yeah, we'll be getting to that. Let's uh take it to the close. Morg, where can we find you? You can find me at Haunting the Morg on Twitter. That's haunting the M-O-R-G. I mostly just have this uh podcast listed there uh i did make a kofi but i don't have writing up yet so i feel like maybe i shouldn't promote it yet um and then i think that's it but just just watch my twitter things might change i'm dan silva aka mike dawson you can find me at on Twitter at, at Mike underscore Dawson was a zero. You can find my 
uh, comedy blog at Xbox underscore holiday, where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. You can find uh, my art at Art Dawson with a zero on Tumblr, and my and my Codash fee, where you can order art from me at codashfee.com slash Mike Dawson with a zero. Oh, I I wasn't gonna. I'm telling you this one this week because it's it finally went up. Uh, I was on a one shot of masks for Strangers Fiction. Oh, I was on that too. That's, Holy uh, shit! I'm I always yeah. forget to like promote things that I've guested on. Yeah, we were both players in it actually. Uh, that was cool. And you can find my. You can find my uh, my Yu-Gi-Oh podcast, Pot of Greed. We are almost done with season four. There, as of the time of this recording, there's one more recording we need to do before we're done. That's crazy. I think that's it. Uh, check us out on Twitter at at Sonic Shuffle. Isn't it Shuffle Sonic? At Shuffle. Yeah, yeah. At Shuffle Sonic on Twitter. Oh shit! Fuck! I need to fix this uh, thing because it it says uh, Shuffle Sonic instead of the Sonic Shuffle. But anyways, at Shuffle Sonic on Twitter, you can find our. E- you can email us at SonicShuffleCast at gmail If by chance you've listened to this episode and don't have it on your RSS feed, uh, the RSS feed is on the Twitter and. Also, our Discord is on the Twitter, where you can just hang out and talk about stuff with us. And finally... Tell us your favorite Sonic character. Yeah. Tell us about your... Tell us about Sonic and your favorite characters. And your LGBT headcanons. <laughs> oh, absolutely tell us your LGBT headcanons. And as always, Sonic is real. He is strong. And he is my friend. My friend. Too. All right. Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>